This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 39 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we enter the world of your mind, the world of sports psychology. We talk about all kinds of issues related to sports on this show, whether it's competition, whether it's being a fan, whether it's coaching, whether it's parenting, whether it's dealing with pressure and stress, how do you win, how do you lose, how's your confidence level, how do you focus? What are the things you need to do to focus? What kind of mindset do you have when you go to play? What kind of mindset do you have as a coach? If you know, I'm a author of a book co-authored with Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame closer Jeff Montgomery and USA Swimming Hall of Fame coach Peter Malone. It's called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. And you know, I've been on the radio in Kansas City now for 29 straight years. I will be beginning my 40th year of work as a sports psychologist uh, the day after Labor Day, which is hard to believe I've been doing it this long. Um, one of the first trained sports psychologists in the country. And I love doing this show every week because we talk about topics that affect us all. And you know, today, everything is just so difficult in life. We've got all these things going on starting with the pandemic, the COVID-19 virus, the coronavirus, and we've got the protests, we have all the racial issues going on in our country, we have all kinds of things happening. And people are trying to make decisions about their lives. So many people are out of work, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of angst, there's a lot of stress right now, more so than probably in my 65 years of life that I've ever known. and. Hopefully things will get better, but we don't know. We don't know where things are going. People have to make decisions. Am I going, you know, beyond beyond working and surviving, you've got decisions to make about, do I want to go to a sporting event? Do I want to play in a sporting event? What about my kids going back to school? That's one of the big hot topics right now. Is it safe for our kids to go back to school this fall, coming up here in a few weeks? Not just going back to school, but what about playing sports? What about playing fall sports? We're seeing so many teams now cancel or suspend their seasons. College football teams are canceling. College sports are canceling their seasons. The NBA is about to start their play. Major League Baseball has just begun. The NFL training camps are opening up. And this week, a young man named Laurent Duverde Tardif, Super Bowl champion, guard for the Kansas City Chiefs, who also happens to be a physician, became the first NFL player to opt out of playing this year. Larry chose to be a physician in Montreal and work and try to help people because he's helping to treat people with COVID-19. He passed up a contract of over $2 million. I've met him before. You will not meet a more quality individual. And I think his decision, I want to commend him on air for what he did. I mean, I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, as if you know. I've worked with players over the years, of over 30 players, privately. Not for the Chiefs, but privately. And I know as a fan of this team, I got to go to the first Super Bowl in 1967 and I took my oldest son with my, I went with my dad to that one and I took my oldest son to this one. The excitement that that team brought to the Kansas City community and, and, and so many people around the country. I had people, friends 
all over the country I've known for years and years were calling me, texting me, how happy they were that the Chiefs finally, after 50 years, got back to the Super Bowl and won it. So the fact that a, a member of that team, who happens to be the first player to be an NFL doctor playing at the same time, made the decision to stick to medicine and to help people that way, I, I commend him. So he had to make that decision. That was something he had to struggle with. I haven't spoken to him, but that's something he had to, he had to obviously personally struggle with. Do I play because he was a great teammate? Or do I do my work as a physician and try to help people? Can I help people more so as a physician than as a football player? And the answer to that is obviously yes. So there's a decision he had to make. Now, obviously, he's unique. He's the only person who has to make had had the opportunity to make that decision. The rest of us don't. The rest of us are living our lives. But here's the situation. As a parent, and, I, and I'd like to hear from parents today. I'd like to hear from coaches today. I'd like to hear from it, school administrators today on the show. Do you feel safe going back and playing sports? Do you feel safe having your kids going back and, back and playing sports? Do you feel safe if you're a coach going back to coach? With the scenario we have right now, going on with everything happening. How do you feel about that? If you're an athlete, how comfortable are you going back and playing? You know, we hear stories daily about how young people are contracting the virus now more so than before. And there's a lot of fear with a lot of people. You read it, you hear it, you see it from teachers, from parents, about kids going back to school, should they go back? So not only about going back to school, but what about playing sports? What about competing? So if you're a parent, how safe do you feel with your kids going back to play sports? Are they playing sports right now? I, I know as the summer has progressed, a lot of summer sports have been going on. A lot of baseball games have been going on. Work with a lot of young baseball players, high school baseball players who've been playing. And they've said it's been different. Umpires have been behind second base, not behind the home plate in some situations. Parents have social distanced in the, in the stands. So I'd like to find out from you how you feel about that. Do you feel the safety issue to play sports or to go back and observe? And, and overall, just how are you doing with all this? Because we've got a situation right now that we've never experienced before. How do you feel? Are you stressed out about all this stuff? And what about as a fan? Maybe you're, you're a fan of your child or a fan of your college team, your pro team, whatever. What's it like now that, you know, we're, we're starting to get, as I said, sports is starting to try to come back. The NBA season is going to kick off here. Now, now, the NBA, let's take the NBA and the MLS. Those two sports have been in bubbles, you know, down in, in Orlando at Walt Disney World. Although there have been, you know, there was an NBA player who went out and said he was going to a funeral and then ended up at a strip club. Okay, so, you know, and you got to wonder how bright he is. All right, because he was allowed to leave to go to a funeral and then there's pictures of him at a strip club. What's, what kind of brain does he have? Not a very good one, if you're going to make that decision. But the NBA is trying to control it, keeping all the players there, as is Major League Soccer. But you had two of the teams, Major League Soccer, Dallas and Nashville, leave Orlando because, I'm, if I'm not, in fact, if I'm correct, Dallas didn't even go. And Nashville left after they were there because several players on both organizations and, and staff members contracted the coronavirus. So they chose not to participate. So I'd like to get your thoughts. As, as a parent of kids who play sports and most most of you who have kids are going to have them on a team at some some level not everybody plays sports but most people do how comfortable are you playing sports i'd like to hear from you if you're a parent i'd like to hear from you if you're a coach i'd like to hear from you if you're an athlete how comfortable are you going out and playing i want to get your thoughts on that do you feel 
you're ready to go do it you're comfortable doing it are you apprehensive how stressed are you with this whole situation right now it's a difficult time for all of us you know I, I love sports I love participating I love going as a fan but I'm not comfortable personally going to any sporting events professional professional college events I'm 65 so I need to be careful as they say people 65 and older especially if you're a parent you're a coach you're an athlete you're a supervisor you're an administrator you're, you're an official how comfortable with sports today give me a call and let's talk this is the sports psychology hour I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com radio. That's winnersunlimited.com radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com radio. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad. How do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Olivia, from Washington. <clears throat> Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. 
This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the psychological side of sports. And today I wanted to talk about this this topic. You know, we're, we're seeing professional sports making an effort at getting going again. Baseball starting up. Major League Soccer is in their tournament. The NBA is about to start down in Orlando. Both soccer and, and uh, basketball are in a bubble in Walt Disney World in Orlando. The NFL training camps are opening up. Baseball's playing to empty stadiums, which is which is just very strange, watching a game with nobody there. Um, so I want to hear from you this morning. I'd like to get some conversations going with you. If you're a coach, if you're a parent, you're an athlete, especially if you have kids playing youth sports, playing high school sports, playing college sports, or maybe you're a parent of a professional athlete. How comfortable are you with your kids going back and playing? If you're a sports fan, how comfortable are you going to watch a game? You know, we're, we're in the midst of this pandemic right now and the cases are rising. Obviously, this virus is still around and it's disastrous with all the people who've died. It's just, it just, it's just awful. All these people have died. And so many people are sick. And, you know, sports has taken a backseat as it should, but it's trying to get going. Obviously, there's a lot of money behind that. But I think as a society, to a certain degree, we, we need sports. It's an escape. It's, it's a stress reducer to watch, to let go of some of the angst we feel personally and just be able to watch it. But are you comfortable as a parent with your kids going back and playing. We're, we're in the midst of these discussions about how safe it is for schools to reopen. I just talked yesterday with a teacher back in the East Coast and she was telling me that she's not sure if she wants to go back and teach. She's in her 50s. She's been teaching for 30 years and said, I've never felt this before, but I'm at a point where I'm not sure I want to go back. I may just, if I do it, I'll do it virtually, but I don't know that I'll go back into the classroom. So there's a lot of fear going on right now, and it's valid. So I'd like to find out from you, if you're a parent, are you comfortable with your child, not necessarily going back to school, but playing sports? How do you feel about that? And I don't know any coach that doesn't want to go coach, but how do you feel about it? What about if you're a high school administrator? What's your what's your role with that? Because let's face it, you have to make decisions. You have to decide what are we going to do? Are we going to play or we're not going to play? You're seeing so many college teams now, conferences deciding to cancel the fall sports season. I work with a young lady back on the East Coast who happens to be a cheerleader who's been working with me on some things, and her school, her conference, this past week said, we're not doing any sports this fall. We're gonna move everything to the spring, assuming that it's safe. So it's gonna be an adjustment. So as a fan, how are you doing without the sports that we have? Because it, it, it is a release for us, it's an escape for us. You know, going to athletic events is great. Obviously, it affects us all. Sports is a major part of our society. It's a major part of so many of our lives. Obviously, for me as a sports psychologist, it's a big part of my life. And obviously, there are things we can do. You can play an individual sport, go out and play golf, go on a run. Go, You know, if a pool is open, you can go on a swim, at least go go work out. But you've, you know, you've got to be careful, obviously, in the lanes that you're in and things like that. I know one of the clubs that I belong to, you have to schedule a time to go swim. And they only let one person in a lane. And you have to wear a mask going to the pool and wear a mask leaving the pool. So obviously it's a different time. So Nathan, let me get your thoughts on this. Okay. You're a big sports guy. What, what do you think about the whole situation right now? Like if you're 
if you were going to go go to a game, would you feel comfortable, or would you would you go to a game, or would you, or would you back out of it? I'd wait for a little while at least. Because I, um, less about me and more just other people. Um, not everybody is considerate of others in that way, and also like I can get the same, not the exact same experience at home, but like there are good viewing experiences. TV's good for that. That's correct. It is. <laughs> it's safer in your own home, obviously, than mm-hmm. when you're around a bunch of strangers because you don't know where they've been. What do you think? What's your opinion on on this fall? What do you think is going to happen? Because it's so many people are questioning whether these, you know, the the the, the teams, the the leagues are starting up at least professionally. There's a lot of question as as to how they will survive and will will they make it through the season. You know, the NFL, there's questions whether there's still questions whether they're going to play or not, obviously. And they've had so much time to look at how other leagues have done things and not paid attention, it seems like. Now, I will say, basketball has, or is at least mostly starting, and I'm kind of surprised at how well things have gone there, because I'm a basketball fan primarily. And I, ever since the season got canceled, or postponed, I should say, I've just kind of been a little worried, like... You know, that was all the basketball we were going to get. It may start start up again, but it wasn't going to finish necessarily. Um, but they had zero cases in their testing, daily testing the other day. And they've done a really good job. So I'm a little more optimistic than I usually am but, with that. But with the, with the NBA, you've got a team of probably with the players and staff. There's like about 15 tw- players. Well, I was going to say about staff. 20 to 25 people. Yeah. So... That's, that's easier to fit into a bubble than it is football. Right, and they're they're staying there. They're in Walt Disney World. The NFL isn't going to send all, all the teams down to Walt Disney World. That's not going to work. And obviously all the teams are at their home stadiums practicing. They're not like the Dallas Cowboys t- typically practice down in Thousand Oaks, California. They're not there. They're, they're staying in Dallas. All the teams are at their home, home bases, which I think is a great, great idea for the NFL to do that because they've got some control. But still, it's going to be interesting because you've got on a football team, you've got close to 90 players coming into camp. You've got about 20 coaches. You've got about ancillary staff, about another 15 to 20 people. Then you've got everybody else. You've got about really about 150 people every day there. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. (gasps) Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. 
And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by End Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports. And today's topic is this. We're getting sports starting up again. And the NBA is about to start. Major League Baseball has started. NFL training camps are opened up. As a fan, how safe do you feel about going out to games? As a high school athlete, high school parent, college athlete, college parent, youth sports, how do you feel? Are you feeling safe going to games? Do you feel it's time? To, we're, we're in this dilemma right now with, with schools. Should they start up? Schools are pushing back, opening to a lot many after Labor Day. We've got safety issues going on, and, and, and it's a stressful time. This is a stressful time for all of us. So many people are out of work. So many people have been sick. So many people are scared. So what role does sports play in our lives right now? And, and how comfortable and safe are you feeling about it? Well, let's see what Mitch has to say. Mitch, good morning. How are you? I am great. How are you doing? Good. Get your thoughts on our topic today. I'm a retired high school athletic director, principal, coach, teacher, and back in the day, an athlete. So I, even though I'm no longer working in a school, I have uh, a lot of contacts in schools. And uh, based on the feedback I've gotten here just recently, you're you're right, and it's understandably so. They're all quite nervous about it, and I can't say I blame them at all. Um, I don't know. I don't have the answer. I just know that it was a good move to push it back and with so many factors unknown I just just don't know what the right solution would be but I have a 17 year old and he doesn't play sports but he's in a marching band and there's 50 kids in a room every day and I know he's a little bit nervous about going uh, back to classes so well that's the same thing yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's marching band if it's if it's the choir it's any activity the debate team it it doesn't matter exactly and i think his school it's in on the missouri side it's going to give an option of remote or in person but um 
and and you know I'm a sports person, have been all my life, and I know it's a it's a tremendous void. And just getting to watch the Royals a little bit has been a great a great boost for me and friends of mine and a lot of people. And NBA starting up. I mean, there's people I know that are darn near clinically depressed without having sports for so long. And uh, I know how important it is to everybody, but it's all risk versus reward. You know, and it's not it's not only the kids involved, it's they're spreading it possibly to the parents, grandparents, older relatives. So with so many so many factors unknown, I, my feeling is it's if you can push it back a little or keep delaying things until it just slows down. Well, the problem uh, the problem is we don't know when it will slow down. Well, that's true, and that's what has everybody in a bind. So, so if you were if you uh, were still the athletic director at your school, what would what would you do? Well, I was on the board of directors for the Kansas State High School Activity Association for a few years. I would certainly seek their guidance, and they have been uh, favoring a delay also. So. Uh, they kind of supersede all the activities in, in the state, and uh, I would definitely be in direct and close contact with them. See, my... my uh, okay, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's a no-win, man. I mean, when you're, when you're an administrator at a high school, no matter what, you're faced with no-win situations daily, and this one is one of the bigger ones that's ever come along. Uh Everybody wants to get back in the swing of things, but if you do it too soon and then a disaster happens, then you're going to get the blame too. So it's a tough spot to be in. So let me ask this question as as a former athletic director. Okay, one of the and, and as a coach, one of, if you listen to the show, Mitch, I talk all the time about communication on here, and I feel more so now than ever. If you are your your school starting up, you've got a team starting up. As a coach, I think it should be almost a requirement that you have a meeting with the parents and without the kids there, and meet with the parents and talk about with them. There, let them talk about <clears throat> their fears and and your fears as as a coach and discuss it. And try to come up to some kind of solution. And I say without the kids there, because I think par- some parents are going to say things without their kids there. They they may not say it if their kids are there. What do you think about that? Hundred percent in agreement. And you know, I I don't know what every school does anymore, but where I used to work, um, there was a preseason parent meeting for virtually every sport. And I think you're right. It's it, it would be a, a, a great benefit to have at least some time with just the parents and then let the kids come a little later because you're right they're going to say things uh when the kids aren't there that they wouldn't in front of them so that's that's a no-brainer your communication is is huge and it's going to be even more important right now um and and the the whole thing excuse me and the whole issue to me regarding this is talking about fear i think we have to talk about what you're scared of because everybody's got some fear with this and it's it's how you're going to handle that and adjust to that. And and I think, look, I I miss sports as much as anyone, as as, as someone who's been participating and as an athlete, as a, as a sports psychologist, as a fan. But my health is the most important thing. And and you know I mean I I've gone to Chiefs games since the first game I ever played. At this point in my life, until this until this situation is resolved, I, w- I wouldn't be comfortable going to any sporting event just because I'm 65 years of age, and you just don't know the person next to you where they've been. Absolutely. I mean, I'm 61. I, don't, I won't even go to a restaurant, <laughs> you know, let alone uh, a stadium with thousands of people. And I know they're, they're doing their best to try to make it safe, and it's not easy, and I... I, I know that the, you know, Chiefs are working on a plan, but uh, you know I'll be watching from home. But you're you're right. It, it's a, the thing you're going to get though with the parent meeting is you're going to have so many differing points of view. But 
I couldn't agree with you more. No matter what anybody says, down deep there there is some fear, and if if people if people deny that, then they're not being uh, upfront. But uh, well, you hit it on the head, Mitch. I want to thank you for calling, and and too bad you're not working anymore in that in that <laughs> role because you you get it, and I think that would be beneficial to some people to hear what you have to say. I got to tell you, I I listen to your show every week. I work at night. Um, Outskirts Lawrence, drive home and listen. I've wanted to call several times. Uh, you do a great service to our community, and you have for many years. And uh, I don't envy anybody working in a school. I'm talking about the cafeteria people, the bus drivers, the custodians, secretaries, uh, and the certified people. It's it's a very difficult time, and I just want to wish them all best of luck and hopefully we'll get through it and be stronger in the end so well thank you thank you for what you said sir and, th- and thanks for what you did and, and great advice i want to thank you for your for your call this morning you take care and be My safe pleasure. Okay. thanks to you same to you okay take care all right that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810 that was a great call great great comments and here's the thing we're all we're all dealing with this we all have to deal with life today as it is which is different than it was half a year ago. Now think back where you were here in Kansas City six months ago. Everybody's talking about the Super Bowl because it it was February second, and look where we are now. Look at how quickly things change. So I'd like to hear from you if you're a if you're a parent like Mitch or or, or a coach, athletic director, whatever. Like he's been all or he is all. How do you feel about sports right now, about your kids going back and playing, about you going out and watching? How are you going to deal with that? This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist... With 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. (gasps) Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. 
That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by End Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. You know, our show's rebroadcast on a number of cities around the country, and I'm looking towards growing that list as we move towards the second half of this year and get comments from people, actually quite, quite, uh, quite a few comments from people around, around the country about the show and some of the things we talk about on here, because... There aren't really many shows like this, if any, that delve into these things like we do. And so the topic today is this. Everything's starting back up again in the sports world, professionally. Collegiately, it's not. Many colleges are postponing, canceling the fall seasons, moving them to the spring seasons. One of the big topics now in our society is as summer's winding down, will schools open up? Will they open up in person or virtually? What about school activities? Not just sports, but like our last caller, Mitch said, band, choir, debate. If you're a parent, how comfortable are you with your son or daughter going back to school and being in those activities? And if you're a coach, how do you feel about going back and coaching? Our last caller, Mitch, really hit it on the head. He's he's mentioned he's had all roles as an athletic director, a coach. He's a parent. He said he's scared. He's he's reluctant. He has a child in the band, the marching band, which is a lot of people. I said like fifty kids. So what would you do if you're a parent? What decision would you make? Would you say no? We're not going back. Or yeah, you can go back. We'll see how it is. But I I think, as I mentioned, one of the keys to all this is communication. I think you have, I think if you're a school administrator or coach and you've got these activities, I think it's it's not just something you should, you you might do. It's something you you, you need to do. It's a necessity. You need to have a meeting And I would have a meeting with parents. And of course, then you're talking about a bunch of parents. So I do it virtually then. Or socially distanced, whatever. But you have a meeting and bring it up. If if the opportunity exists to have the season, to have that activity going on, I think you need to talk about it. What what are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? How are you going to handle the issues? I have not yet met anyone who is not somewhat scared of what's going on. I know there are people out there who aren't. If you're not scared, I'd question why. When you have all this illness and the death going on in our society, there's a lot of fear out there. Yet at the same time, we're hungry to get back. We're hungry to get back to to quote unquote normal, whatever that is. And I don't know what normal is going to be six months from now compared to now. Still got plenty of time to hear from me. I'd like to hear from your coach. If you're a coach or a parent, how do you feel about your kids? Or if you're a parent or or the kids you're coaching, if you're a coach, coming back and playing right now, do you think it's just safer, in your opinion, to just wait until we know there's a vaccine, we know that things are safer? Or do you feel it's all right to go back and play now? You know, there's there's this debate going on about the psychological versus the physical. You know, the the physical side of how safe it is to be around people. Then there's the psychological side of how's that affecting us emotionally? How are you dealing with this from a stress perspective? How much anxiety are you handling? Or are you handling it? 
It's a topic we're all dealing with. I know I talk to people about it every day in my office. I talk to people about it at home, on the phone. I still am doing a lot of sessions virtually, either through FaceTime or Zoom or on the phone. I see people in my office. We wear masks. We're seven feet apart, but we wear masks. But a lot of people are still reluctant to come into the office, and I don't blame them. I get it. So it's a decision I think we all have to make, and it's a personal decision. I know there are going to be some teams that are going to play, and some parents are not going to want their kids, and some kids are not going to want to be on those teams for safety reasons. So I think it's something you have to do. And this goes back to what we started with. Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champion offensive guard Lorendi Verdane Tardif announced that he is opting out of his contract for this year and he's going to remain in Montreal, Canada working as a physician. The only dual player physician in the NFL or actually I think in any sport. I don't know. Nathan, do you know of any athletes who are doctors and athletes at the same time? Only one. Yeah, he's the only one, right? I, I don't think there's anybody else. I know there are a number of athletes who become physicians. But I think that's the only one. That but I, I think he's the only one, yeah. And so he made a decision that he thought he, can bet, he could help society out more as a physician than as a football player. And I, I would assume that this was not just a boom. He just told the Chiefs it's this week. I'm sure there's something that he's discussed with them that's the type of person he is but he made a decision that was a personal decision for him and I think that's what we all have to do I mean I was asked this week if my sons were still in high school playing sports would I want them to play and I said no I, I, I'm not sure I even want them going back to school but that's just me you may not have a problem with your kids going back to school you may be comfortable with them playing you know, the psychological issues we have to deal with, the physical issues, if they get bad enough, we can't. If you die, there's nothing left. So from my perspective, I think the physical issues are the first things we have to look at. So the safety issues, the physical health, and all that. Now, can a lot of sports go on? Yeah, I think they can. You know, let's face it, high schools don't have the money to test everybody like the pros do. I mean, the, pro the professional teams contest players, contest staff members on a regular basis. They they do have some control. And of course the NBA and the MLS have these teams down in bubbles down in Orlando. So they're safe down there from that perspective and it, it, as long as they stay there. But Nathan, you mentioned there was an NBA player who left, Lou, Lou Williams, you mentioned, yes, right? Yes, Lou Williams. And what did he do? Uh, he got clearance to go to a funeral and then on the way back, um, as he put it, he stopped at a gentleman's club for dinner. Um, and we know this because a friend of his posted a picture on Snapchat of them there with a mask that he got at the bubble. And the friend later deleted the post. And was like, oh, never mind. It, 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 it didn't happen. I was just reminiscing when he got a mask at the bubble that you only get at the bubble. So, and so not now, the brightest. So now he, he's back. In Orlando. He's under quarantine slash investigation, if I remember correctly. Okay, so you have to question where was his mind at when he did that? And, you know, these are the things you have to figure out about safety. And, uh, you know, I think there's one more word I want to mention before we wrap things up, and that's respect. Self-respect but respecting the people around you, respecting your teammates, respecting your coaches, respecting your, your, your friends. I think if you are an athlete, you got to sit there and, and ask yourself, what's the best thing for me? What's the best thing for my teammates? What's the best thing for everybody around me? In this trying time, everyone wants to be safe. We all need to be wearing medical masks. There's a great company called United Assistance that has masks available. Their website is getgoodmasks.com. You can purchase a box of 50 masks at a discount price of $35 plus shipping if you put in the discount code radio. Once again, go to the website getgoodmasks.com, put in the discount code radio when you check out, and you'll be able to get a box of 50 masks for $35 plus shipping. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the show. Our shows are podcast here at Sports Radio 10 WHB, also podcasted on my website, winnersunlimited.com. 
and on SoundCloud and Apple iTunes. You can get a hold of me several ways. My phone number is 816-561-5556, 816-561-5556. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. You can follow me on Twitter at, at drjsportspsych. Have a great week. Stay safe. Take care. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Olivia, from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.